0: You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they're complex, but enjoying them should be easy. You don't need to worry about complex formations and flavor profiles or which wine pairs with what. All that matters is together, barefoot wine and Rams are easy to enjoy. So, let's enjoy ourselves. Barefoot, the official wine sponsor of the NFL. What's up, Jammies? Welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine. Oh, yeah. I had such a fun time at the wine and watch party with Barefoot and the Rams. Some influencers were there. It was like such a great night. I was just so thankful to be included. We had a blast. Former Ram Roland Williams was there. We watched the game, drank a lot of wine. It just had just overall such a great, great time. Shout out to everyone who was there. We had such a blast. And I hope to do more of these in the, in the future. I told one of the barefoot reps that I want to be in a commercial, like on national TV. And they were just like, kind of like, haha, yeah. Um, but I'm serious. I think I, I have it. Yeah, my voice still sounds a little crappy. So don't judge me off this barefoot CO, COO, CEO, you know, Mr. Barefoot, Mr. Gallo himself. Um, I know you're a jammy deep down. I just know it. Um, if you want to put me in a TV commercial, I'll, I'll make sure my throat's much better for then. Um, the Rams unfortunately lost to the Packers in 15 degree cold weather, 24 to 12. But there were there was some good stuff. Jalen Ramsey tucked the ball away from Aaron Jones. Taylor Rapp got his second interception. Um Cam Akers ran over a hundred yards. It was it was a it was a fun game. I, I was cold. Um, And I was by heaters in the 70 degree LA weather at Barney's and WeHo watching, um, but just watching them play. Some of them are short sleeves. I saw Bobby Wagner wasn't wearing sleeves. I was just like, oh my God, that just looks so cold. Um, so I've been working on a Christmas sketch video for Christmas morning, and I'm really excited for you guys to see that. The Broncos are coming to SoFi. It's also our Nickelodeon game. So there's going to be like kid reporters and slime and Nickelodeon characters. And I'm excited that it's our game and it will be cool. I've never been to a, um, a football game on Christmas. I've, you know, never sort of been in a stadium for a major holiday like that. Even even so far, I haven't I haven't done a Thanksgiving game either. So that was pretty cool. Um, Rams are mathematically eliminated from the postseason, but that doesn't mean that they can't spoil some teams down the stretch. So. You know, coming against this Broncos team, I I feel like there could be some some fun Christmas hijinks. About all right, so let's get to the fan question, and then I'm gonna bring on Andrew Siciliano from NFL Network, who also does a lot with the Rams, especially in the preseason. We're gonna chat Christmas fun stuff. I'm sure he has some horrible hot take that he'll throw out that you might love him for or hate him. We'll find out. Okay, fan question of the week reminder to send in your questions to Ricky's Ram Jam at rams@nfl.com and I'll try to get a get to um them as they come in. So this is from Mary E from Playa Vista. Hey Ricky, Day 1 Jammy here. Oh, that's so nice. What is your Christmas like with the game? Do you get sad you won't be home for the holidays? Oh, this is sort of like what I was just talking about. That's crazy. Uh, Number one, thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. That means so much. I'm excited for the Christmas game. I've been working in sports for so many years that the holidays are meant to be celebrated with football in my mind. I went and visited family a few weeks ago and did our holiday celebration then. And my parents are also coming out um, on New Year's Day so we'll do our celebration then too, and and like I just said, I've never been to a, a stadium actually on Christmas. So why? I mean, I guess why would I have in the past? Even working at NFL Network, I feel like we would do remote shows or I wouldn't be at an actual game day experience. So I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really cool, and and maybe I'll even get slimed. Who knows? As you know, Jammies, we love football and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be. Be easy and both are easier to enjoy with friends so i'm happy to be pairing my barefoot wine with my friend and guest today andrew siciliano andrew how are you
1: hollywood where's my wine this is like right? virtual and i'm not in the same room where's my
0: wine if we were in the studio we would be a couple bottles deep already i just i just know it
1: all right well so next year we're going to do this with
0: Absolutely, next definitely. I'm next right. week, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the holidays. We've all got time. <laughs> and we've all got time for wine. So, Andrew, the voice of NFL Now, the voice of NFL Network, DirecTV Red Zone, preseason play-by-play for the Rams. How do you fit it all in? Like, what is your week like? It must be insane.
1: Um, it's, uh, it's still football though. It is insane, but I always like to remind myself, like we have those moments where we step back and go, Oh my God, I'm having a bad day. It's like traffic's bad and work is this. And like, you know what? But we're still in the grand scheme of things talking about football. So I never want to complain. And I, and I'm wearing a face full of makeup that somebody put on my face today. Right.
0: It can't, it can't be that bad. (laughs) It can't, it can't be.
1: It can't be that bad whatsoever. Um, I'm very fortunate that my day job at NFL Network prepares me for my Sunday job. So I'm right. constantly preparing. And I'm fortunate that my job with the Rams during the preseason um, prepares me for, let's say, my job at NFL Network doing inside training camp. And so I'm really, really lucky. And it's the holidays. So I'm going to be really, really grateful and uh, and show, honestly, I, I, I can't say this enough, how grateful and lucky I am to have Cool jobs that all kind of play off each other. Right. And um, while sports talk radio is fun, I don't have to be on the air right now pretending like I care who's leading some division in hot.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, Andrew, you have such a distinct voice. And I'm sure you've been complimented on your voice for as long as you can can remember. So my first question is, at what age did your voice crack and did everyone around you go, oh, my God, this kid's going to be a star? And second of, do you like the sound of your own voice or do you, like, play it on, you know, repeat to fall asleep at night? Like, take me through the evolution of loving the Andrew voice.
1: Okay, so if you ask anyone that I'm dating, they would tell yeah. you, Ricky, that I love the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily love the sound of my own voice. I think like anyone, um, don't get me wrong, I, I, I realize I have a decent voice. But um, <laughs> like anyone, in any performance medium, you're always like, you see your work or you hear your work and you're like, ugh like, "Ah, I don't know, like I could do that better. I could do that better. It's like, you're watching film as a player. It's like, yes, those are the good plays, but the ones I don't remember the bad plays or or rather I do remember the bad plays. So that's kind of like that with my voice. And my voice changed pretty early, but I don't know that it got this, this, this deep until maybe I hit my thirties. Like if you go back and listen to my college radio tapes, it's still, it's not, it's definitely higher. It's just, you don't, you don't learn how to project it very well. Right. Um, and there are still those moments like last Sunday when Chandler Jones picked off that Jacoby Myers pass and he goes back the other way in Vegas where I lost my <clears throat> poop <laughs> yeah. and my voice got really, really, really high. But that was one of the most ridiculous plays anyone has ever seen. And I don't right. apologize for my voice cracking uh, like I was getting ready for my bar mitzvah last week. Um, and <laughs> no, and I- it was, coincidentally the first night of Hanukkah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it it was just a perfect, you know, Hanukkah miracle for that. I saw that clip going around on Twitter um, of you, you know, losing your mind. And it was very funny because it was great that you were actually on a mic because I feel like everybody in the country (laughs) that happened to be watching that game had the same exact same exact reaction. Um, so you said you know college radio broadcasts. Were you, did you always know it wanted to be sports, or did you start out sort of like okay, maybe radio, maybe TV, or did you know sort of early on like sports is the way for me to go?
1: Believe it or not, I wanted. I didn't want to do sports, but I was going to be a writer. Um, some people okay. may find this uh, surprising. I was kind of a shy, uh, I wanna say introverted kid, but I was not any way, in any way in high school the guy that would you know talk in front of other people. Like, right. No way. So I went to school <laughs> to, at first to get a like a print journalism degree that was going to be my major. And then I started doing some radio and it felt good. And, and um, I, I kind of switched over to radio. But I did like nothing TV in college whatsoever. And and really like for the first 10 years of my career um, to the point where like. I almost kind of cheated in my TV classes just to get the grade. Not like cheated, but like we had to go out and do stories, like TV reporting. And like one guy's supposed to be the cameraman, one guy's supposed to be the reporter. And I'm like, there's no way I could shoot your stand up, dude. I'm awful. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm awful. Like, let's let's pay some other kid 20 bucks to shoot your stand up because I can't do that. Like, i right. And I did not want to be on TV ever, really? ever, 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 ever. Um, so I, what did, I didn't even do a TV tape coming out of college.
0: So what changed?
1: Um, Good question. I did radio for four years in Chicago. I came here to L.A. and did radio for a couple of years as well. So I've been doing radio um, like four years in college and then six years professionally. And then uh, 2002 or three-ish, I'm old, um, (laughs) I was at Fox Sports Radio and I was talking to the TV people because our studio was in the TV building. And I'm like, hey, you know what? If you don't ask, Screw it. if you don't right. ask, no one's ever going to give you anything. And so I said, I'd like to try some like, hey, give me a shot. Like, what can I do? And I was very I was very uh, I was not presumptu- pre- presumptuous at all. Like, hey, I've never done anything like I, I had done one sideline rep- uh, sideline game for a college basketball game in Chicago years ago. That's it. Um, and I'm like, I will do anything like I will go to the valley, the valley And do high school football sidelines, if you need me to. Like, let me, like, give me a shot. And uh, they went, uh, how would you like to do a feature every week on Best Damn Sports Show, period? I was like,
0: (laughs) You're like, okay.
1: Uh, Sure. But it was like, they just brought a camera into the radio studio, and I just, like, sat behind a microphone doing my radio show, like, talking into the camera, kind of, and that was the feature. But that was kind of my foot in the door. And then in 2005, uh, at FSN... We launched the first ever fantasy show on national TV, and it was me and Warren Moon and Eric Kramer and Patrick O'Neill, and that was kind of like the launching point from that.
0: yeah, that's so exciting. I feel like even a lot of people that I've talked to in sports, some of our old colleagues, my old colleagues at NFL Network, a lot of people are like, I liked writing or I liked sports or I, yeah. I liked. and Syracuse, where you went where you went to school, has a pretty good film program. So I'm surprised that yeah. you weren't more. Involved in that, seeing is where you are now. So that's so well, interesting.
1: I, I did go there for their their journalism program for for Newhouse. So I did go there with something in this field in mind. I just didn't think it would be this. Like I, yeah. I was going to be like my my freshman year, I wrote for the Daily Orange. I mean, two bylines, whatever. But I, I was trying to go that way. That that's the student newspaper. Um, but I also did some radio. I figured I'd try it, and then that that kind of is just the path that that opened.
0: Hey, you gotta follow where the voice where the voice leads you. You know you. Exactly. It is. It is. Okay, so it's it's Christmas Day on Saturday uh, on Sunday, excuse me. And the Rams are hosting the Broncos. So Russell Wilson, we think, is going to be playing. Cortland Sutton may be back. It's it's looking mm-hmm. sort of game time decision as of now. Your work in the preseason with the Rams—you've seen a lot of these guys. I was talking with Mina recently, and she was like, "I feel like we're the ones that are actually able to to talk about these guys because we watch them so much for the for the for the preseason." You know, so you've seen a lot of these younger guys. Brian Allen's out. Um, Skoronik's done for the year. I mean, we are looking at a really, really bare bones roster. Um, how? Are you looking forward to this game and tell me something to get excited about for Sunday?
1: I mean, I I would get excited for another shot for Baker Mayfield here, certainly to see what he could do. It it didn't go great Monday night for Baker, although he made a couple of plays there. And I'd also be excited to see, can Tutu Atwell's game continue to develop? I know drawing a 40-yard pass interference penalty downfield isn't the... The sexiest play, but I do think that's a sign of his development. Hey, I got the awareness to try to hit the brakes and draw the penalty, and and he did that. I'd be excited to see how the young corners continue to play, how a guy like Russ Yeast plays, how a guy like Michael Hoyt plays, you know, that's yeah. a guy, to Mina's point, that we've seen the last couple of years in the preseason and now is getting serious run and looks like a legitimate contributor, how a Jonah Williams does. Um, those are the guys. Uh, it, it's a difficult thing here for the Rams because when you're out of it, you always say, hey, let's throw the young guys in there, see what they can do to build towards next year. The problem is for some of the Rams' young guys, th- their seasons have already ended, right? Like right. You know, like Skoranek or or McCutcheon or um, or Logan Bruss, whose season ended in August before we even got to September. This would have been a great time to develop some of those guys. You take what you can get. They are still good enough, though, if anyone's watched the Broncos of late, to beat this Broncos team, whether it's right. Russell Wilson, who it should be, or whether it's Brett Rippin. Um, the Rams can, and in my eyes, should win this game. They can do it. And uh, I think... For that reason alone, it is definitely worth watching. What else are you got to do on Christmas? Come on!
0: Absolutely, it's the Nickelodeon game. I'm looking for slime. I'm. Oh, are you gonna get slimed? Uh, I don't know yet. I kind of hope so, but I I don't know. I have to pick my outfit accordingly just in case I get slimed. I know I people who look have too slimed.
1: aggressive. I know yeah. people who've been slimed. It's uh it, it, the clothes thing. Yeah, wear what you can wear, but like it, it, it takes forever to get it out of your hair.
0: Nice. That's what everyone yeah. Does. Okay, so maybe I'll wear like a beanie for, but it's supposed to be like 80 degrees on Sunday know. in la. yeah 78 or something. Yeah, white white Christmas. um no more. yeah, I, I love what you just said about this because the the two offenses going against each other are a little bit lower ranked. I think the Broncos offense is the 30 second in the NFL for for total offense. This defense, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's taking the ball out of Aaron Jones's hand, even in 15 degree weather on Monday night. Bobby Wagner is playing out of his mind. The Pro Bowl snub to me is crazy. Like, if anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it to but be there's another it. reason to watch. Bobby Wagner getting to face Russell Wilson for the.
0: Right. For the first I mean, that's. There,
1: there's your headline.
0: Right. Absolutely. There, there's a lot of reasons to watch on Sunday, and I'm excited. About it. I just feel like this is this game, Taylor Rapp, two consecutive interceptions mm-hmm. the past two games, like picking off Aaron Rodgers, you know, like Derek Harbor right before that. So it's like there is some some fun stuff going on here, and, and I'm really excited. So that kind of leads me to Ram Jam, which I ask the same three questions every show. as a fan or a broadcaster, which Rams moment is your favorite of all time?
1: Well, I mean, you would obviously have to, to say winning the Super Bowl would be up there. Right. But I I think if you go back to 2018, the moment in New Orleans where Greg Zerline hit that kick to win the NFC Championship game and to move on to the Super Bowl, being in that building, which to this day, it's the loudest indoor building or loudest loudest it's ever been indoors for any game I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, Yeah, that game-specific? Yeah, that game specific. Yeah. Um, I will never, ever, ever forget that and the party that ensued. Um, <laughs> I bet. And downstairs, I, that that was absurd. I will never forget that. Um, and then earlier that year, the the game at the Coliseum, the game <laughs> so against good. Patrick Holmes with 105 points. Uh, you knew in the moment that you were witnessing history, that you're, you're never going to see something like that. It's one thing to have each team score fifty. It's another thing to have just really almost like pure perfection on both sides of the right? uh, the two offenses that is obviously Rams forced some turnovers that night. But um yeah, that 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 probably was my favorite Coliseum moment. I mean beating the Me Cowboys too. in the was nice there too, but um that was my favorite Coliseum moment. But my, my favorite those those are my favorite moments outside of the Super Bowl.
0: Right. Yeah, I was at that Coliseum game, too, and I I think that's, like, really what cemented my love for, like, other teams because growing up, and, and I talk about this a lot as a New England fan, being in my New England bubble... It was just Patriots fans and that's like the way of life. Like I didn't really pay attention to any other teams. I wasn't super involved with the league. Like I would, you know, ask my friends like, oh, we're playing the Dolphins this weekend. What's their record? Okay, cool. We could be able to beat them. you know. What? And I was just used to that type of game and that type of life. So coming out to LA, I still kept my Patriots fandom for a long time and was just sort of before I was at NFL Network, I was just working on Hollywood TV shows and stuff. So I would still follow the Patriots. Then I started working at NFL and started to really like okay dip my toes into other teams kind of that and then that Coliseum game f- years later like really ignited my like yeah, love for the best. sport and everything you know
1: that, yeah, which was there really were cool. really two games there that year is that one the, the Vikings game as Vikings well Vikings game from back and forth mm-hmm. um both of those games that year and route to an NFC championship game and 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 route New Orleans. And even even the way that season began with a preseason game in New Orleans and like the, some of the craziness that happened in that game, that 2018 was a wild ride.
0: Yeah. And sort of one, I mean, I said as a broadcaster, and this is like a 1B, you know, you're in the booth, you're on live TV. I would argue, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't have experience in the booth, but I would feel that almost like play by play and sort of being on your toes is almost harder than you sitting at the desk for NFL now. Like when I'm live on on air on TV, but I have a rundown, I sort of know what I'm going to hit. I know that if a conversation's going well, we can, you know, stretch that out or whatever. I I think to be able to do play-by-play or just be in the booth in general must be the hardest just the hardest job and I just tip my hat to you to JB to the mean like I just I can't fathom what that type of energy is like. And so number one, compliment to you. You're, you're incredible at it. Number two, has there been moments where that you look back on after doing it for so many years that even now you're like, up, oh, you know, it's 2022 preseason, but I'm still nervous because I don't yeah. know what I'm going to talk about. Like, do you ever have those sort of moments? I guess
1: I, the thing for me for the preseason is just making sure you have everyone's story straight because Sean doesn't play the starters, right? So you're right. not going to be talking about Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald. You might be talking to them. Like we've been great. They've been, both of those guys, for example, have been great. They'll put the headset on. We'll interview them during the game. That's always fun. But you're right. talking so about Lance McCutcheon. You're talking about Alaric Jackson. You're talking about all these guys trying to make the team. And you realize they're quite literally fighting for a job. Right. Right. Like this is a reality show. They're fighting for a job on live TV and a lot of them at the end of training camp will lose their jobs. It's just the way it is. It's it's math. 90 guys are in camp. The roster is 53. Right. You know, some guys are coming back on the practice squad. So I just want to make sure my anxiety before those games comes from I'm good with who everyone is and, and I can, if they get that moment, in the spotlight, it might only be their one moment, right? To make sure that I could properly tell their story, right? Because right. their mom might be watching, their dad might be watching, their their significant other might be watching. Another NFL team is likely watching Yeah. see if they get cut. Do I want that guy? So you just make sure that you, you give that guy the proper platform to shine and, and you respect how hard they've been working to get to that point to fight for that job.
0: That's a cool perspective on that, too, because you really can indirectly and somewhat directly like, you know, of course, the play on the field is going to speak for itself. But you guys kind of have a hand in that, too. So that's like an interesting perspective. So, Andrew, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm -hmm.
1: So can I give you two? Yeah. Okay, So number one would be sushi. I'm that guy. Okay, I would choose sushi over any other protein. Um, OK. And number two, it would be chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, um, that,
0: that is a like mix all, <laughs> together. All day
1: Sunday. That's what I do all day Sunday for Red Zone. I, I drink like five cups of coffee and drink like 10 chocolate and eat 10 chocolate chip cookies. That's How do my you stay diet. so
0: skinny? That's not fair. It's not fair. I
1: work out the rest of the week and then I go coffee, sugar, coffee, sugar all day Sunday. I, don't really, I, don't, I try not to eat much sugar the rest of the week. And then I very often wash it down. With a big meal, which is very often sushi on Sunday night—not every Sunday night—and um, and, a, and a scotch or two, but I would say oh, sushi great. And, and chocolate chip cookies.
0: Okay, okay, all right. Now we know you, the you like. Didn't, if you I, didn't
1: think that was coming.
0: I didn't. I did not expect that. Um, sushi, maybe. I mean, sushi's great. Like, who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't pick that? The chocolate chip cookies and you um, – now I'm going to picture you on like Santa on Christmas morning eating cookies <laughs> all day this Sunday. I'm just going to be picturing that for you know. – I'll be at SoFi doing the pregame show and I'll be like, I wonder how many cookies Andrew is on right now. So um, you'll be on, on my mind. <laughs> so
1: Saturday I'll probably knock down six or seven during the show. Um, <laughs> and then Sunday – Sunday I'm going to be going back and forth actually between okay. – um, NFL network, which as you know, is right next door to SoFi and the game. Cause I got to do okay. like NFL Network stuff before and after the game. So I, I'm going to be the guy running across the patio all day, trying okay. to work off those cookies from Seth There you go.
0: What would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? I know it's a tough one. When I thought about this.
1: I, I want to go to outer space.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: I want to be. I, I don't want to be one of those like um, hedge, fund bro, hedge fund bros. Yeah. who buys a spot on a rocket. But I would do that if anybody wanted to give me that shot.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Um, okay.
1: Yeah, I've I've always been fascinated. Like I've, I've for for years, I've joked I want to be an astronaut. Okay. Um, it's kind of true, except I you know sucked at physics and yeah, <laughs> it, it never was going to happen. But I, I astronaut, yeah, space has always fascinated me. It wouldn't be like bungee jumping, like you're a moron. Yeah,
0: wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good without that for sure. Okay. Lastly, before I let you go, easy to enjoy question of the week. Okay. And and I've seen some of your hot takes on Twitter. You're good for a few every every once in a while. What do you think? And this is like an introspective moment. What do you think is your worst hot take?
1: Oh boy! Right, like and ever? I gave
0: you—I don't know—I gave you no nope time
1: over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, wasn't there one hot- that went viral pretty recently, like in the past year or two, that you were arguing with someone? Maybe it was. T- maybe I'm. Maybe I'm mixing it up. Or you were on the right I side mean, of history.
1: I, I'm trying to think. What's my worst hot? Take ever.
0: I know it's. I well. I mean, I,
1: I. I. love. I love trolling Steeler fans at the immaculate reception. It was neither immaculate nor a reception. <laughs> yeah. But they don't like that. They get yeah. quite angry. I Even can see that. Even though why. there is still to kind of say no angle that shows that Franco Harris may he rest in peace. I love that man. Actually caught the ball cleanly, but right. I love the way it turned out. Regardless, and it's a great moment in NFL history. My. Soccer fans really get annoyed. I actually took a lot of crap during the World Cup because I can't stand that for stoppage time, the referee keeps it on the field and nobody in the building knows knows how much
0: time left. You have no idea. I know. I hate that.
1: Right. Can you imagine, for example, last week, let's say, so uh, the Patriots are driving down the field or the Jets are driving down the field. Let's say the Jets are driving down the field. And Zach Wilson would be like, hey, how much time's left? He's like,
0: eh. Maybe
1: twenty seconds.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? It's like maybe. Eh. Let's see if you complete this pass, and then I'll tell you. Yeah.
1: Well, if you complete it, maybe I'll let you. Maybe I'll let you snap another one. You want to? You want to snap it again?
0: Ridiculous. Eh.
1: Maybe. Right. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Like, well, why don't why don't you keep going, and then we'll decide. Eh. We'll yeah, decide if you just want have a shot at it. Like that's just and. I I don't think it's a bad hot take. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But soccer fans think that it's the worst take of all time. They try to Mm -hmm. soccer-splain me, right? Oh, you just don't get it. No, I do. There's no other sport in which the referee keeps the time and then just decides, eh, should we give him another shot at it?
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: I do. Like, I don't know. Hey, it's like. Hey, Matthew Safford, do you, do you think you deserve one more one more shot at the end zone? Okay, go for it. Yeah. Why don't you go for it? When you or
0: don't. It. Actually, you know what? Time's up. Or like,
1: don't. Or don't. Yeah. yeah. We I'll, are alive. I'll just decide. I'll just decide. I think that's an awesome take. However, all the soccer people despised it.
0: Okay. Well jammies you'll have to people. get in our mentions. Um we'll see how many soccer fans listen to Ricky's Ram Jam, because we're either gonna be with a lot of agreement or we're we're gonna be getting into some arguments.
1: There's one more and again, everyone thinks I'm I'm awful with this, but I say it's the greatest hot take ever. Mayonnaise isn't food and shouldn't be allowed near a menu.
0: Oof but have you have you eaten it?
1: I honestly think that restaurants that don't list mayonnaise, well, in, in the menu description. For example, there's a burger with this and this and this and this. If they leave off mayonnaise
0: and it on comes the menu, with it, and, you're and it comes flip. with it,
1: I think that's a health violation that deserves <laughs> a visit from the county.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I I, I, don't necessarily eat mayo. Like, I, I'm more of a mustard girl um, for, like, sandwiches and stuff like that. But... After a few like drunk nights out, dipping French fries in mayo isn't the worst thing.
1: Yeah. See, I don't want any dip on my French fries.
0: Oh, that's a bad hot take. No, Ketchup oh. or hot sauce or barbecue mm-hmm. sauce. We, okay. We have to set up a whole second podcast because I I,
1: I I like barbecue sauce. I like ketchup, but I don't want it on a potato. Potato is a, is a, is a vehicle to deliver me salt. It is not mm. a vehicle to deliver me dairy or a sauce.
0: I don't know. We might just have gotten your worst hot take right at the end there. You just threw that in. I, I just don't think you okay. can get them plain.
1: Wings don't need blue cheese or ranch. They shouldn't be anywhere
0: near my table. But the ranch does help. Like, it does accentuate.
1: Ranch, ranch makes me vomit.
0: Ooh. Mm.
1: Sorry for but the like, image.
0: Yeah. But 12 yeah. chocolate chip cookies don't. Okay. No, that's,
1: that's delicious.
0: No, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> ranch, like, seriously, like, if, yeah, ranch and... Ugh. blue
0: cheese you yeah you should see cheese? his face right now yeah blue cheese is gross i don't like the, i don't like blue yeah, cheese at gross. all yeah. andrew thank yeah. you so much best of luck thank <laughs> you for it did it did and i don't know what side <laughs> of history we're gonna be on after this <laughs> uh, but thanks so much my, for making time of you're of the course. busiest guy I'm, ever so i appreciate I, it
1: i'm glad we did it happy holidays uh you all too. That and i will see you sunday
0: So there he goes. Second person. I didn't want to say it while we were chatting, but second person in second week. DeMarco said he wanted to go to outer space. And now, Andrew, is he a jammy or are they more similar than they originally thought? I don't know. What a pro. Andrew, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm like kind of irritated about the French fry take, but I don't know. I'll leave that up to you, jammies. Let me know how you feel about that and all of them. Mayo, it's fine. I'm kind of indifferent on that one, but we can chat about that another time. Merry, almost Christmas, happy holidays. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I will see you Sunday at SoFi. And if you're not there, it's the Nickelodeon game. You can check that out. Get slimed on TV, check out. And also reminder, check for my Christmas sketch coming out Sunday morning. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Ho, 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 let's ram it.